0: Here comes Luka off the right side against O'Neal, who's got that big body to be able to try to go with him physically. Here's the foul by O'Neal, and Doncic hits the shot from the foul line. He tried to get physical with him, and it didn't work. Doncic on the fly, up the right side, stepping back for three over Niang. There it is! Doncic feeling it, and the Mavericks are feeling it right now. An 18-point lead, 84-66. Back out hardaway, straightaway three. Good! Out! The horn and Luca will bring it up against O'Neal in the jump circle. Brunson the screen, he rejects it, crosses over, steps back for three, hits it. Here's some of the highlights as the Dallas Mavericks beat the Jazz and end the Jazz nine-game win streak. 111, 103, the final score. Mike Conley led the Jazz with 28 points, but PK live by the three, die by the three, all that kind of stuff. Royce O'Neal 0 for 8, Donovan Mitchell 0 for 8, Jordan Clarkson 2 for 9. That's 2 for 25 from those three guys. And if those three guys are going to go 2 of 25 from the three-point line, then the Jazz are going to lose.
1: Maybe. I think it was more about the Mavericks hitting threes. I mean, they shot almost 50%. I thought it was them going in. Because if the other team is missing, well, then it's a wash. The Mavs weren't missing.
0: Uh, Agreed. If they both shot 40%, then yes, the Jazz would have been in a much better place. But I thought they had open threes and missed them. And I thought they defended really well for a big stretch of the game. But eventually, you miss that many shots, it catches up to you. And I thought the end of the third quarter, it went from a winnable game, even though they were trailing, it was winnable, to it was over. Those last three minutes of the third quarter got away from them.
1: Well, I think every time they made a three, Dallas made a three also. So I'm going to stick with Dallas making their threes. I think if teams shoot close to 50% from three, their winning percentage is probably through the roof. I don't know what the numbers are, nor am I going to do them. But I can know what I see, and that's what I saw.
0: A 50% tends to be a winning number. Jazz head to Phoenix. Top two teams by record in the NBA playing tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Jazz off today play the Suns tomorrow. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Irving puts the shoulder down, fades for the three, and hits it! points for Kyrie Irving and that's the biggest shot of the game. It puts the Nets up by five with 59 seconds to go. Chris Paul brings it up on offense, finds Booker around a screen, he'll put up the three and knock it down straight away. D-Book with 32 on the night. Highlights from the NBA, the Suns, who will be hosting the Jazz tomorrow night, hold on to beat the Houston Rockets 133 to 130. That was a uh, a close game, a tie game early in the fourth quarter. The Suns opened up a ten or twelve point lead, and then Houston came roaring back at the end. And at the end, Phoenix made good use of that. Foul them intentionally, don't let him shoot the three and tie the game deal. And they got through the final 30 seconds and won at 133 to 130. Devin Booker with 36 points. And the Suns move within two and a half games of the Jazz. Two in the loss column. they played one less game and so they can make up a half game just by winning that game but two back in the loss column did
1: you work at Channel 2 last night I did not oh no, man you know a lot about this game
0: well guys are playing the Suns tomorrow I thought I'd take a look had a little time during halftime of that NCAA title game and was checking other stuff going on in the NBA got my attention any of these other games catch your uh, catch your eye the Nets got 40 from Kyrie Irving they beat the Knicks 114-112 one of the big no, dogs really in the wasn't East.
1: Wasn't into the NBA much at all yeah. last night.
0: Krista uh, Porzingis is out indefinitely. He did play against the Jazz. He's got a sprained wrist, but they say there's no timetable for bringing him back. And the Clippers signed free agent center DeMarcus Cousins on a 10-day deal. 10 days. So he can do it. Or at least get another 10-day. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Patterson will put the brakes on and dribble this one out. And the Baylor Bears do indeed bear down to knock off the unbeaten Gonzaga Bulldogs and claim the school's first men's basketball championship. And just the second men's basketball title in the history of the state of Texas. Baylor 86, Gonzaga 76. Wire to wire winner for the Baylor Bears, national champions in 2021. The Baylor Bears up 9 to nothing, up 16 to 4, up 21 to 6. They jumped on him early, PK, and never let him get back within nine. Pretty much traded hoops the rest of the way. And they get the win 86 to 70. They finish with just two losses. The story all year had been Gonzaga unbeaten. They get their first loss. Baylor with just two defeats. They get the victory. And so now the debate can can begin. Gonzaga just didn't have their legs. You see how took it out of them. Or Baylor was much better and destroyed him. They're the best.
1: Well, Baylor won it, and so I'm not gonna discredit what Baylor did. I don't know how you can say something that but that's Gonzaga, but that has nothing to do with Baylor. Baylor won the game and they are the national champions, and yeah, they got out there and played well and really blitzed Gonzaga, and Gonzaga, you know, they've never been in that situation. How to react to something you've never been in, you're not sure how you react to something you really have never been in. I mean, right from the, the Cougars had a nice lead on them in the first half of the West Coast final, but I don't think it was literally by the first media timeout, they were down double digits, and so they didn't know how to respond, and they just didn't have it going on, and they played. A, they didn't play well enough. So you got to credit Baylor. To me, it's all about Baylor. And you can argue for the Gonzaga aspect, as you said. And, yeah, there's something to be said for there because a lot of emotion was expend- uh, expended, and they had to come back in a short amount of time to get it going, and obviously you couldn't.
0: Really impressed with uh, Baylor's rebounding. I mean, they did a lot of things well to win the game, so I guess you can pick any one of them that impressed you. But to me – they just came out on fire. They weren't shooting it that well early on, but they got second shots. They got third shots, and the defense isn't over till you have the rebound, and Gonzaga could not get the rebound, and that, that powered Baylor for a big chunk of that game, certainly in that early run when they blew the game open yeah. early.
1: Okay, sure. I can buy that.
0: All right, to other news, uh, Utah State has a coach. They hire Ryan Odom. He had been at Maryland-Baltimore County UMBC. The only 16 to be to one, and he coached them past Virginia in the 2018 uh, NCAA tournament. He had been there five years, so he is the Aggies' new head coach. You got to wait and see how he does, PK.
1: I know of no other way to view it. Uh, (laughs) Right, uh, found it. You know that that's the big thing. I mean, he's the son of Dave Odom, and my father was a janitor, so I never had any chance to to make it big anywhere. Uh, unless I carve my own way these I'm sure he may be an excellent coach but when the doors open you don't have to open it you just got walk through it and good for him that he did and keep the money my mother used to say money loves money and uh, so you're going on some every time you mention him oh he was the one who had the 16-1 upset upset we're getting way past that now uh, it's got to be more than one game and Hartwell has no interest in hiring anybody local that's for sure because he hired Blake Anderson out of Jonesboro Arkansas and then you can't go any more east to hire the basketball coach but he comes in and he'll put together an excellent staff and he's gonna hit the ground running they're gonna play an aggressive style of basketball that the fans will love and they're gonna recruit everywhere to bring in the best student-athletes who can represent Logan the best possible way, and uh, I haven't heard him say a word, but that's probably what he's going to say because everybody says the same thing.
0: That sounds pretty much like every <laughs> press conference we've ever heard. I mean, they ran the clip from the Baylor press conference. We're here to win NCAA tournament games. We've got a chance to win it all. So he called his
1: shot. Yeah, that was 18 years ago, though, wasn't it? It was
0: 18 years ago. Yes. <laughs> and how many coaches have said that and then never won? But you don't play their clips. We're coming in here. We're probably going to get our butts kicked, but I got a five-year deal. I'll be out in three, but I'll collect the guaranteed money. I mean, Lots of people could call those shot. You're just not supposed to say that at the press conference.
1: Taylor, and his brother coaches at Grand Canyon, so I feel like I have a personal connection.
0: Texas Tech promoted Chris Beard's top assistant, Mark Adams, to take over their head coaching job and North Carolina, gave Hubert Davis, longtime assistant coach, the head coaching job, He'll be running the show for the Tar Heels. He's been on Roy Williams' staff for nine years, and he played at UNC in the late 80s and early 90s. He's a really good player. That...
1: Yeah, we need the nephew of Walter Davis, something like that.
0: It's all fuzzy. I believe you're right. The but Greyhound? The
1: Greyhound.
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Scott, did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? (laughs) That is a great question. Should be be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this this game today, that's incorrect, and you're going to lose zero. That's uh, Aaron Rodgers guest hosting on Jeopardy, and if you don't know the correct question when you hear the final answer in Jeopardy, then you just go with this, so you make sure that you're on uh, YouTube and all the uh, compilation videos forever. You don't get the money, but you know you get the fame for whatever that's worth. New York Jets made the big trade, Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for three draft picks. Now, here, of course, the big story would be: well, they're they're just handing the job to Zach Wilson. There will be no there will be no competition. They can. Take that number two pick, use it on a quarterback, hand him the job, and make Zach the guy. From the Carolina angle, man, they, they just they just brought in Bridgewater for big money, and now you're giving up three draft picks? What are you doing? Not satisfied, I guess, after one year, so see if Darnold is the answer. A little surprised by that, PK, that the Panthers were in the market for a quarterback. I thought they'd uh, put all the chips on Bridgewater. Apparently not.
1: I don't follow the Panthers enough to know what they're thinking as far as Bridgewater goes. Uh, Darnold is still a young developing quarterback. I think he's going to be good in the league. So they obviously think so. They gave up, what, as you say, three draft picks. Was it like a sixth round and a second or third or something like that? And so, you know, picks picks matter in the NFL and not so much like the NBA where you give a second-round pick and chances of having somebody – make a significant difference in the second round are pretty slim because in football free agents can uh, undrafted guys can make a big difference so picks matter so from that perspective sure yeah but I think this is about the I don't really care about the Panthers on I think the bigger story is that the uh, Jets are locked in on Zach Wilson he's going to go number two and I think that is absolutely awesome that would be the highest draft pick out of BYU in BYU history our own Zach Wilson. Couldn't even get a scholarship offer from Utah. BYU wasn't exactly beating down the door to get him. I mean, they wanted Zadok Dinkelman. Is that not yet right, Yach? Your guy, Zadok Dinkelman. Hey, just for the old name team alone, we wanted Zadok. Was on board before Zach Wilson that time. Detmer gets fired. He was in way over his head, and I know that hurts for Cougar fans because you love him dearly, and uh, what... Well, Cougar fans come up with more excuses as to why Ty Detmer didn't make it as a coach or why Jimmer Fredette didn't make it in the NBA. I mean, what, 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 which one hurts more? But nevertheless, they, they get rid of those guys and uh, Detmer and his offensive staff. They bring in Fessy Satake and Aaron Roderick, who had relationships with Wilson when Wilson was growing up. And he goes to BYU, and wow, he takes off in his senior or junior year, I guess it was, and ends up being the number two pick in the NFL draft. That's a that's an awesome story.
0: So Steve Young was the number one pick. Wilson will be the second highest Cougar draft. I oh, want to Young count the USFL you know, number two.
1: USFL. Oh come on! What talking about supplemental draft. Eh. The NFL draft is he will go number two. It's the highest draft pick. pick.
0: They've only had a couple
1: other top fives, and they were fives. Yeah. I mean, of you, of all people, the USFL, Donald Trump owned the generals, and we know what you think of Donald Trump. (laughs) Do you miss him now, DJ?
0: (laughs) Terribly. (laughs) My Twitter feed isn't the same. So I guess the question then is, uh, will Wilson uh, be the rare rookie quarterback who looks great, or will we have a debate here in the fall? Well, he's going to get better, give him time, and then it goes down the Jimmer uh, Fredette-Alex Smith path. Hey, he's had too many offensive coordinators, or he's going to hit the ground early and end that debate.
1: Is he going to be great as a rookie in the NFL? Is that what you're asking?
0: Or is he going to be good enough to at least put that conversation on the back burner?
1: Is he going to show. I think he'll show promise as a rookie. I've been a believer in Zach Wilson since guys that I know told me about him as a sophomore in high school, and I'm continuing to be one. So until he shows me otherwise, I'm going to believe that he's going to succeed. He's, I mean, they're I going to win two games in the NFL. It's not like the next season, all of a sudden, you're going to go 14-2. and two. But can he show enough promise? Can he show as much promise as Tui Tagovailoa did? I think the answer is yes.
0: Another civil lawsuit filed against Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, bringing the total to 22. The latest suit comes on the heels of the Houston Police Department investigating a complaint against Watson. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Kansas hires Northwestern Deputy AD Travis Goff as their new athletic director. Goff's a Kansas native. He's a KU grad. He's going to have to find a new football coach for the Jayhawks. Les Miles fired. Former AD Jeff Long resigned last month. They'll have to deal with potential NCAA sanctions for the men's basketball program after it was hit with five level one infractions tied to recruiting, although the basketball coach now has a lifetime deal, so there's that. So, well you're an AD at least and you're getting paid like an AD, so that's a win, but there's some heavy lifting to be done.
1: Uh yeah, but you're not going to be blamed for any of it. You're not going to hire a football coach, who's going to matter. I mean, they've sucked in football forever. It's all about basketball. And so then they'll just he he won't be responsible for any of these violations. So, he'll Clean get it a grace period there yeah, and and self See if you can uh, self-police.
0: <laughs> Feels like a newspaper headline somewhere
1: in there. See newspaper? Could you define that?
0: <laughs> you used to be in the slot, making sure the paper got out, making sure there were. I'm glad clever. I got out. Yeah, right. <laughs> making sure there were clever headlines everywhere
1: that got credited to other people on the staff.
0: Absolutely. Good job, Mike. <laughs> You're the man.
1: Well, things I will never forget. I got a long (laughs) list, actually.
0: (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. And Reynia's pitch, a swing at a line, drive, left field. That is deep. Back it goes deep. That goes and gone. That's fair. That's a grand slam. Tenth career slam for Nelson Cruz. Six-nothing twins. High fly ball. four career home runs against the Astros. Garcia tried to get him out with a pitch in the strike zone. Trout says, uh-uh, ain't happening.
1: 2-2, swing and a miss, had him out in front. Di good job taking something off. And now Tatis is down on his knees in front of home plate. Jace Tingler and a member of the athletic training staff come running out of the dugout. And Fernando directly in front of home plate on both knees, maybe holding his hand, perhaps that left shoulder that occasionally gives him some trouble an issue. Hard to tell from here. But he certainly appears to be in a, a great deal of discomfort.
0: That's Padre star Fernando Tatis Jr., a shoulder supplexation. Swing. He swung and his shoulder popped out. His arm popped out of his shoulder, basically. Uh, He struck out. Uh, The Padres lost to the Giants 3-2. He's going to have an MRI today as they try to figure out how serious this is. It's a partial dislocation of the joint, and he's had this a couple other times this spring. They hadn't really talked about it before that, but apparently it's been going on for a while, but it's been more obvious this spring, so... And it was obvious when he swung and missed and hurt his shoulder.
1: Yeah, I've seen this injury happen before. I saw it at the high school level when I was coaching. I remember it vividly, the kid going down.
0: How long were they out for?
1: Oh, boy, I'm trying to remember. I'd say probably, uh, this is a long time ago, uh, uh, two or three weeks. Yeah.
0: Alright, well we'll keep our eye on Fernando Tatis Junior. Uh they they've spent a lot of money so they have a better team around him. The the last couple years, their record has been markedly different when he's in the lineup or out. See if they have more talent around him and can keep it rolling now. It's something they win like some like forty percent ish of their games when he's out and I think high fifties, almost sixty when he's when he's played, something like that. So it's a pretty been a pretty significant difference for a position player. It's a little surprising, but Fans never forget, PK. You talk about never forgetting your slights. The Angels beat the Astros 7-6. We heard the Mike Trout highlights in there. Two trash cans tossed on the field in Anaheim. One real, one inflatable. Fans want to get their say in on the Astros. So they're getting it now. Fans are back, and the Astros are going to hear it.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I got the free preview for another night in baseball. So flicking around, watching these games at the one station and they put all the games on on the direct and these little boxes so i can see how you got the inflatable one in but how'd you get the real one in <laughs> i don't know i'm Did just you... trying
0: to figure out how a guy's walking down the steps with a trash can the security's like oh yeah no big deal
1: yeah unless they, he found one inside the stadium, stadium or front. they look the other way something. uh yeah the inflatable one you can see and they blow it up obviously chuck it over and it was on the warning track but uh, the real one.
0: Either they uh, had the, access to one inside the stadium or somebody yeah. had a bright idea and like, I know Bob. Bob works uh, security at uh, Gate uh, C. Let's get over to Gate C. Bob will wave us in. And yeah,
1: well, I guess is uh, usually in the men's room. They've got some form of a, maybe they had uh, an old, uh, the original like metal ones. And so you took that out and shuck, you can I can see that happening, particularly yeah. with the uh, reduced capacity so there's not as many people to see and all that stuff. and Away you go.
0: Well, the Astros get their first loss, so that leaves the Philadelphia Phillies at 4-0, and the other undefeated team would be the Washington Nationals, who haven't played a game yet.
1: Yeah, it's funny with the Phillies. Jacob DeGrom, he is such a stud. He's like the LeBron James of uh, pitching for the Mets. He goes six innings. I think he only gave up two hits. He actually had two hits at bat. Strikes out seven. Oh, and he, he came he out. wicked. He is. He has nasty, nasty stuff. And he came out, as you say, the Mets go to town. Boom, put up a five spot. Or not the Mets, the Phillies.
0: Phillies win it 5-3. Uh, now, at the other end, you know, who doesn't have a win yet? Okay, obviously the Nationals because they haven't played. But the Oakland Athletics are now off to an 0-5 start. The Braves are 0-3. Uh, the Athletics got pounded by the Dodgers 10-3. Dodgers take over the top spot in the West. They're all alone at 4-1 now. They had shared that top spot, but they're all alone. And Oakland digging an early hole, PK, 0-5 and minus 33 in run differential. That's, that's spectacular. They're not even losing close games here.
1: Yeah, and Yach, who's hitting 529 for the Dodgers? Your boy. Corey Seager.
0: You made a prediction last week, DJ. Did you, did you hear it? I did not. <laughs> Corey Seager's going to hit 529 this year? Was that the prediction? No, he's going to be not the bad. NL MVP. Oh, okay. No. Not a bad prediction so far. There we at go. Least. 529 tearing up. Cubs got uh, three homers. I think they got them all in the same inning, didn't they? beat the brewers 5 to 3.
1: Go gone, gone, gone. Yeah. Uh,
0: 2021 All-Star game that was moved out of Atlanta, they are going to play it in Denver. Second time the Midsummer Classic has been in Denver. They were there back in 98 when Coors Field opened and they are coming back. What is trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 8-0-1-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, we got got Kyle Whittingham, Fred Whittingham, Brant Keithy, and Dalton Kincaid. We'll be talking Ute football at 8 o'clock. We'll get you Kyle Whittingham and then try to track those other guys too down depending on uh, when they come out and how that falls. But definitely hear from Kyle coming up at 8 o'clock. And we got a Masters preview with Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio. That's coming up at 9.05. Coming up next, gotta talk, uh, we got a lot of a lot of debate already on the Facebook page overnight. What went wrong for Gonzaga in that title game? And then for the Jazz, how concerned should you be? How much did that stress you out? The Jazz beating all the teams that are, you know, mostly gonna miss the playoffs or maybe get into the, the play-in games. But Dallas Mavericks, a little better test even though they may end up in that playoff series as well. And they beat the Jazz, and here come the Suns. And uh, was that just a, a one-shot deal there? And they missed shots and big deal. Are you a little more worried about it? We will get to that next. djmpk and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.